Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside a sick bastard known as Tyler. That's me. Hip hip hooray. Got the sniffly wifflies. Yeah, I had a like Monday night. I started to get like a sore throat and that lasted Tuesday and Wednesday. And today my sore throat is gone, but my nose has literally been running all day. It's so fucking annoying, dude. Mm. So, yay. Yeah, that so. that sounds like it uh, sounds like you just need to have a rag somewhere to just like blow like hold under your nose or whatever. Yes. That's pretty much what I've been trying to do. It's it's just annoying. I don't know. And then I'm just like fucking exhausted and it's just I don't know. Not fun. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's been another week. Uh I had a bye week in fantasy football, but Tyler, you just put up the most oh pathetic my God. I would have beaten you. And I played one less player than you did. Dude, it was fucking sad. My team was so sad. Like after this week I'm like, nope. I I don't even deserve to get in the playoffs. <laughs> like, there's no no fucking reason why I should be in the playoffs after this week. And and it's funny because I looked at the scores. And I'm like, wow, Luke scored 57. Like, that's not very good at all. I'm gonna score more than that. <laughs> scored 50 fucking six. Oh my god. I would have beaten. Bad. I would have beaten two people, and I I wasn't even playing a real lineup. <laughs> Yeah, like no one on my team put up any points, and it was just yeah. Uh, so, and, and a lot of my teams on buy this week, so I'm just blowing the whole fucking thing up and just trying shit. I don't really care at this point. Yeah, you mean you got to throw that hail mary sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I don't think I am going to be in in those playoffs, but hey, whatever. I'm looking pretty good. I think I can beat Rich this week. Maybe, yeah. It's a, he's he's a got some problems one. going on right now with his team. <laughs> he's still Matt Stafford not playing. He has t- he has two of the Lions receivers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna do just fine this week. Potentially, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just insane though. Like he's fucking on a nine game win streak. I'm going to end it, though. That's that's how it's going to be. I'm going to end his win streak <laughs> this week. Yeah, it could be a preview of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you watch that Formula One race down in Brazil? No, I didn't Holy get a chance to catch shit, it. shit, man. You should, if you can, somehow go back and re-watch some of that or just watch some highlights. That race was wild. Really? Yeah. It was... There are some things that happened in that race that are just... Chef's kiss. Like what? Mm, okay. There were, oh, What's God. the most exciting thing that happened? Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, so there was a safety car that came out with four laps to go. And Hamilton was in the lead with Verstappen behind him with fresher tires. And yeah. with four laps to go, they pit Hamilton. Well, and he comes out in fourth place. Behind Pierre Gasly, Alexander Albon, and then Verstappen in first. He gets so the safety car resets with two laps remaining. Ends with two laps remaining. He gets by Gasly just fine, and then he spins out Albon in the on the last lap. Oh fuck! 
in his, well actually no the second to last lap okay like on the lap that restarted he spun yeah. out Albon who was on track for his first podium <laughs> and then he got wow. a penalty at the end of the race but he didn't get like in the finish he finished third behind uh, Pierre Gasly uh, because he lost positions when he had that spin with uh, with that tangle with Albon and Gasly held him off by half a car length oh wow Damn. Is Hamilton just not giving a fuck? He's like, I won the championship. Who yeah, cares? It's, it's really <laughs> weird. Like, if he re- truly didn't give a fuck, he wouldn't have gone that hard in on Albon. And he right. would have just stayed in third place and been fine with that. But he thought he was going to get by Albon and chase down uh, Verstappen. But that, that mm. wasn't going to happen. I don't know why they pitted him <laughs> on a safety car with four laps remaining. That race could have ended under safety car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But also, the Ferraris crashed into each other. Oh. It was really wild. They were on a DRS straight, and Vettel was, like, not even a half a car ahead of Leclerc and started, like, trying to nudge him over, and Leclerc just didn't move, and their tires touched, and it broke... It punctured tires and broke some suspensions. (laughs) Nice! Yeah. And now that, no, that was actually that was this that was the uh, safety car that brought up no that was a uh, that brought up the situation with Hamilton. So wow. it was like really at the end of the race. Teamwork, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It one was, more race left. Yeah, one more race. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I guess I guess they'll be competing for third place. I guess in the driver standings between uh between Vettel, Leclerc, and uh, Verstappen, they'll all be fighting for third in the drivers' standings. I think I'd have to look at a table, but I don't know exactly what else is going on. Yeah, but yeah, racing is fun, and that it race is. was really fun. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the racing is uh, coming to an end. Oh God, I didn't even mention it. Carlos Sainz uh, of McLaren, he went from 20th to 5th in this race. Wow. You don't see that a lot in F1. Mm-hmm. Especially not from like a mid-pack car like McLaren are. Yeah. But yeah, that was some fine racing. Uh, yeah. Cool. But video games, Tyler, I mean, we, we've both been playing a lot of that Pokemon. Oh, uh, yeah. What a shit shield. game, though. I mean, Game Freak should shut down. It's a disgrace of a video game. Mm. You know? But no. Yeah, I mean, no. We've we've both been playing a lot of Pokemon. It's so bad that it's their best-selling Switch game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, all the people probably complaining about that game honestly probably bought it. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Um. So yeah, that that's what I've been playing a lot of. It's a it's a very fun video game. The, you know, the only thing I'll say on it really quick before we move on, I just hate how easy and hand holding Pokemon games have become. Like every generation is easier and easier, and then it's just like constantly holding your hand, and it's not terrible. But it's it's also just like ah like I I just remember the challenge of the early games and how exciting that could be sometimes and I feel like it's been lost a little bit. 
Yeah, but I mean, I've stopped playing Pokemon for a challenge. I, I, right. I play it to like, yo, I'm going to fill a Pokedex up and I'm going to yeah. see all the Pokemon. Right. That, that's why I play it too, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just like crazy easy. Um, but anyways, yeah. The, I mean, it's very, very, uh, very fun game. It's cool to have a Pokemon on the Nintendo Switch, like a mainline game. Yeah, so. it's... Yeah. The only other thing that I played was about an hour and a half to two hours of Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. That Star Wars game. Um, I like this game a lot. Like, I feel pretty torn right now between the Outer Worlds, Star Wars, and Pokemon. Mm. Because all of them are all very good, and I want to play all of them at the same time. Um, so... I'm like I'm still pretty early into uh, Jedi Fallen Order, but uh, I think this game does a lot right, and it's and it's just so crazy that it just took EA this long to put out a Star Wars game that everybody wanted. You know, like a single player adventure. You know, you're fucking Jedi. You're you're doing cool stuff. It's just it's just crazy that it just took this long. But I'm glad it's here. And also, you know, this is Respawn's first foray into third person uh, like action adventure games. So this is kind of new for them. And I think it shows in some spots. Um, the biggest criticism I have right now, they'll just get out of the way is the game's just a technical mess. Um, it. it you can tell they definitely were trying to get this out of, out the door before the new Star Wars movie and holiday season or Black Friday really rolls around. And um, like th- th- there were so many times that I just had like audio cues that just were in and out music in and out uh, lip syncing that was completely off from what it should be weird, just control issues. So these are things that they could obviously iron out, but I feel like this game needed another three months in the oven before it really should have come out. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing right now with it. Um, but but the game's exciting. I think it starts off in a really exciting way. Um, it starts off in a very Uncharted-like way. Um, you're doing a lot of climbing around, a lot of sliding down ramps and all this this and that and and it's exciting it's intense it feels good the game is fucking beautiful um especially the planet Raka that they start you on uh and it's also just a really interesting setting and time period in star wars um basically it's it's set after revenge of the sith where all the jedi are are killed are ordered to be killed and Cal is a Jedi in hiding basically. Um, so, so that's just, I feel like a story that we haven't gotten in star Wars and, and it's one that, that I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, so did that. And then you start getting into some combat and the game is very, uh, you know, it, it has souls inspiration. Um, Enemies can kill you fairly quickly, not as quickly as souls. Um, and but you know, you, you got to dodge, you got to parry at the right times, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and I tell you what, Frank, 
this game feels so fucking good to play because in in combat sometimes because you you literally feel like a fucking Jedi and it's not like you're playing Battlefront or an older Star Wars game that you're a Jedi where you're just mashing buttons and ripping through dudes like you actually kind of have to think and, and you have to block at the right time and you can you know block the the blaster uh, bolts that are coming at you that storm shooters oh, wow storm troopers are shooting at you um, so it's like I just fucking parry at the right time stab my lightsaber through this guy turn around block the 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 blaster shot that's being shot at me boom that dude's dead boom block that and it's just yeah it just it feels so good sometimes to play um the 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 only thing is like sometimes the the rolling the dodge roll sometimes isn't i feel like it doesn't work as well as it should and it's like I don't know. There was a few instances where I'm like, dude, I totally rolled out of that attack, but you know, I got hit, but whatever. Um, so you kind of get into some combat, then you get into a lot of cool story stuff to set the game up. And then, uh, now I am in the first world, first planet, I guess, where you get to explore a lot. Um, so I'm finding a lot of cool little challenges to do to get, um, totally blanking on what they're called but they're they're basically these experience points and and there's a few around all the worlds and you got to either kill a boss or, or a really high uh leveled enemy or do some sort of challenge um like i had to do stuff with with the force and uh kind of stopping this this fan over here and stopping this fan over here doing it all at the right time so i can get to the end basically gives you a lot of experience to fill up your bar to get skill points to invest in those skill points at uh meditation spots which are basically your campfires from a souls game um because you go there to save uh you can rest there uh upgrade your skill points and then, you know, if you do rest, um, all the enemies come back. So, oh, that's that's um, hmm. How do they explain that one, huh? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In the lore of Star Wars, I don't know how that works. I mean, every, all the Star Wars stuff is supposed to be canon, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's supposed to be so I, that little nuance I don't know how it works but I ran into a gigantic toad and I really wanted to kill that thing wait you're you're fighting toads oh it was a huge smelly motherfucker and I really wanted to to kill it uh, because there was you know one of those experience sort of things on the other end I'm like I can do it I can do it but you know I'm like you know what I feel like I got to come back to some of these things like this when I have a few more force powers and a little bit more at my disposal, uh, more health, um, more force meter. So that's the thing. So if you are parrying, it'll, uh, there's like a, a stamina meter basically. So you can't parry forever. You can't use your force forever either over and over again. There's a force meter as well. Um, so you kind of got to balance those, but it's, it's not as, um, maybe, uh, it's not as unforgiving a little bit as, as a souls like game where I feel like I was able to get more parries out, more dodge rolls out than, 
than in some of those experiences that I've had in like Bloodborne and um, and all that. But and that's the uh, one thing that I like about this game is the game has a lot of uh, uh, difficulty options. I think there's five so far and you know they, they all vary and it tells you like uh if you play on this difficulty uh you'll take more damage the time to parry is a lot less um the enemies are this much more aggressive i like that sort of stuff um you know i i i, I know it's always been a debate about a dark souls game having difficulty options and I don't think it hurts. That's just me. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, um, so far and, and I'm looking forward to playing it. It's not as, as completely unforgiving as a soul's experience. Um, because you can just kind of go through certain areas, just more of an action, maybe devil may cry, God of war sort of, uh, vibe you can do that but you can't do that all the time especially if you're getting overwhelmed and there's multiple enemies um it might you know that then you got to play it a lot smarter you got to parry at the right times and and watch out for uh kind of certain animations you know that sort of stuff i just really didn't expect that that's what this game would be from a combat perspective but i, I mean it makes a lot of sense because you know you're a jedi Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think it think it works well. So who knows? Maybe by the end of this one, maybe I'll go back to one of those games. Souls games. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you definitely should. I mean, yeah, a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. So looking forward to playing a lot more of it. I just I. I know they they are working on them, but uh, this game just needs a couple patches really bad. (laughs) It's not unplayable, but there's just some things, you know, when, when, you know. You know, it's a it's a cool cutscene. the fucking music's this awesome Star Wars orchestrated music. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is fucking awesome. And then the, the, the audio is just going in and out. Uh, it can kind of take you out of the experience a little bit and, and, you know, it doesn't feel as good. So it's those sort of things that they just need to get cleaned up. But man, Respawn makes good games. Yeah, they, I have a, yeah, I, I, that's, that's something that we, we learned a lot. I mean, we knew from like Titanfall, but this year it's just gotten even better with Apex and now star wars it seems yeah definitely and and, you know they they've made first person shooters all the way back to their call of duty days we've seen with titanfall and apex that they are very good at doing that and what's exciting it's it's almost a little bit like when gorilla made horizon zero dawn it was kind of like their first uh leap into this sort of this genre of game and they did it really well but you know that they can do it even better the next time around so that's really exciting to think about with respawn Mm -hmm. because you think about titanfall to titanfall 2 it's like damn that that's a pretty good leap that they had there and i feel like if they were to make a jedi fallen order 2 or a another third person action game it'll be 
much better than what this one is. And this one's already pretty damn good. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. Awesome. <laughs> I well, think that's all that I played. I, I can't think of anything else outside of those two games. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have a couple things that I played. Uh, I did some more racing in Project Cars 2. Uh, you that car? No, I'm not at Indy. I'm halfway through the Formula X season. Actually, I might be a little bit more than halfway. Okay. I'm not sure. I, did, I, I didn't check the calendar after my last race. But, yeah, I raced. Th- I did three races between uh, last week and now. I did uh, the Nuremberg Ring GP circuit. Uh, I did Silverstone. And I did Monza. And it was a rainy Monza, at least for the first half of the race. And that was wild because the AI does not know how to drive in the rain. They were spinning out like I was having to dodge cars that I was lapping because they were spinning out at the, on that first chicane at the end of the straight. Wow. It was like it good. Yeah, I would I would be trying to exit exit that set, that uh, chicane, and they'd be like sideways on the fucking road, so I'd have to like dodge over to the left. Yeah. Oh gosh. It, for if what I remember from first Project Cars when I played that, like that game's no joke when it's raining. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> I had to be very careful how much uh, throttle I put in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun doing that race. Visibility in the rain when you're behind someone is just awful. Like they are sending imagine. up so much spray that like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's that game's pretty good. <laughs> I, I can, I anticipate a project cars three being a launch game for the next consoles. Maybe they've been quiet for a while. Mm hmm. Uh, and the other thing I've been playing is, of course, Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I've been distracted. There's some main story stuff I could be doing, but I've been leveling my crafters. Like it, it's just a nice, relaxing thing to do to just be crafting. I can just put on a podcast and you know hammer away at some. Oh, what what do they need? They need uh. They need a wheelbarrow. I can make a wheelbarrow for uh, for the Ishgardian restoration and get a shit ton of experience for it. Yeah, I've ha- I've got all my crafters up over level fifty now. All my gatherers have been there for a bit, uh, but I'm going through all their quests now because there are there are quests with your uh, crafting classes, mm. um, and some skills and abilities are hidden behind those quests, so you have to do them. Uh, but yeah, I've I've been hammering away at that. That's that's been a lot of fun. I also started a new class, the Gunbreaker. Uh, it's a tank class, and this is the first time I've been tanking in Final Fantasy fourteen. I did a little bit in Elder Scrolls Online, but this is a different beast, and it's difficult. And I don't want to get yelled at by other people online because I'm not doing the thing right. It's pretty stressful. You just up there taking the damage, doing the damage. Uh, you're making sure the bosses are facing away from the party. Uh, you're making sure you're using your damage mitigation skills when you, when the boss is hitting their tank busters. 
You have to know what those tank busters are called because you have to see them charging up that skill so you know when to use your your abilities. (laughs) It's just, yeah, you have to really be on top of your shit when you're tanking just to make life easier on your healer. Yeah. But yeah, tank is a lot more difficult. You have to know the mechanics of the thing you're going into. It's not... I would never want to play a tank for for content that I didn't know about ahead of time. My mm. first run of anything would not be as a tank because I'm not in for, I'm not in for that uh verbal beating I would get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not what I would have expected from a tank, but makes sense. Yeah, the, and the, the tank paces the the content. Like, you can have a tank that pulls, like, multiple mobs at a time, and they're totally cool with that. And then you have tanks that are slow as fuck that only pull one mo- mob at a time, and it takes you forever to finish the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that, so... Yeah. I mean, the main reason I, I picked this up is because, A, Gunbreaker just looks really fucking cool. And B, I want queue times to not be half an hour. <laughs> because sometimes when you're queuing as a DPS and it's not a very uh, high volume time, not a lot of people are playing, it can take you forever because everyone plays DPS because it's the easiest. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I might pick up a healer. I, I feel like healing might be easier. For me, it's more of just paying attention to what's happening on screen. More so than paying attention to what the boss is doing. So that that might be a little bit less stress. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying Final Fantasy XIV. I need to unlock those raids and do those raids. I think I'm going to try to do that before next week. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm curious about that near raid, just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try to get that done. I, I have the quest that started it. Uh, started me down the path to unlocking the raids. I just have to finish that quest line. But yeah. Right on. That's video games. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, oh, pretty much all the big releases are out at this point. Yeah, I'm... I'm trying to think. I mean, if MechWarrior 5 does indeed come out this year, which I, I'm kind of doubting, it's it's slated for December. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they just push that off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that would be the only thing that I'd be really interested in between now and the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I am waiting on the last episode of Life is Strange 2, which is Didn't supposed they... to be out. Give a date for that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me look. They straight. That entire game is going to be on Games Pass. Uh, let's see. Episode. Episode five release date. Let's see. December third is when that comes out. Yeah. Alrighty. Well. That, that there's not going to be much news this week, y'all. Uh, it's it's a pretty light week. I mean, it's going to be pretty light on news until the end of the year, and then we'll have our yeah. end of the year stuff, and that should be fun. Well, yes. 
two things though outside of PlayStation. I mean, a new Half Life game got announced, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's a VR exclusive game only on Steam, only with right. uh, VR compatible with Steam. Yeah, it just it it looks interesting. Um, shame that it's just VR, but anyways. Uh, but then also, did you know that Google Stadia is out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I saw boy. that it's out and the the word is in. It's not great. <laughs> no. It is not a product hey. you should be paying for right now. No, I I agree with you on that. At least it seems like the core experience works, although it doesn't seem to be as perfect as they touted. Um it but, turns out yeah, negative it's... latency is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, you, you think about their reveal and, and all the things they said. It's just like, ah, I feel like they really kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit with, with some of the things they said, because not the greatest experience right now. Mm. No. One would say it's bad. Yeah. I just wonder if they'll stick with it, and if they do, will people care, especially this time next year when, theoretically, we're going to have new consoles? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I... But, yeah. Good God. No, I I was just remembering a story that I'm going to put in to the news because I forgot. Gotcha. But outside of those two things, yeah, not not a ton of major news this week. Uh, yeah, but we do have a few announcements. Uh, let's start with games here at the beginning. Uh, Path of Exile 2 was announced at ExileCon. Uh, it will be a patch for Path of Exile, but they're calling it Path of Exile 2. Sure. Uh yeah, we'll see what that actually means. I don't know. If they can simplify that mess of a skill tree, then that would be nice, but I I doubt that's going to happen because that's kind of the defining feature of this game. Mm. Uh, and Interesting also- this new way, though, like Fortnite did sort of the same thing of like, it's Fortnite Chapter 2, but it's still Fortnite. Uh and it's a really big two and a really small chapter. <laughs> so you yeah. look at it and it's like, yo, Fortnite 2. Oh, there's another word in there? Who cares? It's Fortnite 2. Yeah. Uh, you didn't talk about Borderlands, Tyler. There's going to be some more Borderlands for you to play. There's a DLC yeah. coming. Moxie's Heist of the <laughs> Handsome Jackpot. Uh, it's coming <laughs> December 19th. I think that's the quickest they put out a DLC for a Borderlands, isn't it? That's pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, seems, seems quick, yeah. But yeah, you're going to have yeah. more Borderlands, Tyler. Have you even beaten Borderlands 3 yet? No, no, but I'm I'm probably about three quarters away, I think. Mm. So I don't know if I'll have it finished by then, but either way, I'm, this seems fun. New zones, new weapons, why not? Uh, I felt like the DLCs they did for Borderlands 2 were pretty cool. So if they get into anything as wacky and, and cool as that, I'm down for more Borderlands. But this doesn't blow me away of like, oh, my God, I can't wait to finish this. I have to 
fucking finish this game and play this DLC, but you know, more Borderlands, sure. All right. And last of the announcements here, we have the Game Awards announced their nominees for 2019's show. There are a few categories here. Do we just go down all of them? I mean, uh, most of them. Most I think of them here we yet. can skip. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to actually start from the bottom and work our way up since that's. Yeah. That seems like the order of importance. They put like the most important one at the top there. Uh, all right. Let's see. Fresh indie game presented by Subway. They have a sponsored award. <laughs> Uh, we've got Disco Elysium, Gre- Grease, uh, My Friend Pedro, Outer Wilds, Slay the Spire, and Untitled Goose Game. Look, I like this category. I like the games in it. You know, these games deserve recognition, but fucking really that name? <laughs> Well, like, what is a fresh indie game? I assume it's, like, new IP sort of stuff, but it's like, oh, my God. This name's just crazy for this category. But, hey, man, there's a lot of good games in here. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do our picks as we go through this, or do we not want to show our hand like that? I think I, I, maybe we can just go by what we think will win rather than what mm. we would choose you know what i mean okay i think untitled goose game takes that though because it's just the way it blew up on social media yeah i i can see that i think it's going to be that or outer wilds uh kind of the same thing there Mm -hmm. best multiplayer game tower (coughs) apex legends borderlands 3 call of duty modern warfare tetris 99 or tom clancy's the division 2 Mm. it's gotta be apex i i would think in this category it has to be apex but then again a lot of fucking people play call of duty right fuck yeah in you know borderlands 3 division 2 were big games but i I just don't think of them as multiplayer games they're more cooperative games to me i would think it would be apex but who knows apex i feel got a little snubbed Which yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that later. later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best sports and sports slash racing game. Uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, Dirt Rally 2.0, E Football, <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer 2020, F1 2019, and FIFA 20. That E Football coming, popping back up here. <laughs> yeah. A title you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'll probably be FIFA, but. Crash Team Racing wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of these games are on PlayStation 4, so I'm not going to read that next one for the best strategy game. Uh, best family game. They're all Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the Nintendo Award. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, best fighting game. We've got Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I didn't know Jump Force technically qualified as a fighting game. It looked more like a brawler to me, but... Mm. Uh, I think it'll be Smash, honestly. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it might not be the best fighting game, but it's the fighting game most people played. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
It's either that or Mortal Kombat 11. Mm -hmm. I just don't see the other ones really standing a chance in that one. And then we've got a really heavy hitting uh, category here in Best RPG. We've got Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and The Outer Worlds. Oh my goodness. Just a baller list right there. I think we know what you would probably pick. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really liked uh, I really liked The Outer Worlds a lot. Yeah. I think that's what will win. Um I think Final Fantasy 14 and Disco Elysium is going to be snubbed a little bit because I'm just not sure how many people played them. To completion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there wasn't as much hype for Monster Hunter Iceborne as there was for uh, the, the main game when that came out mm-hmm. last yeah. year. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 just doesn't deserve to win this. Compared to these other games. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is an RPG and not in our next category. It seems a little bit weird. Yeah. Because it seems more like an action-adventure game than an RPG. Uh, But action-adventure game, best action-adventure game nominees are Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Man, what a stacked fucking category mm-hmm. I think RE2 is going to win I can see that I, you know I, I didn't I didn't finish the game but I feel like Sekiro should win because when you think about action and adventure I feel like that game is pretty perfect for that Dude, I need to show you I still need to show you cutscenes before the end of the year <laughs> yeah because holy shit right. uh, next up we have best action game because they just like to split up genres because they yeah. don't mean a damn thing no. We've got Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, Metro Exodus. I <laughs> genres truly mean nothing. For no, Call of Duty Modern not. Warfare <laughs> right. to be an action game. I mean, I guess they don't have an FPS category. Um, yeah. But Astral Chain being in a different category than uh, I don't know it's Astral Chain seems more like Sekiro than any of these other game than any of the other games that are on this list right and and I'd say and DMC5 as well that probably belongs down there and Borderlands 3 yeah. probably belongs up here I don't 100% know. agree with you. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. make much sense to me. I mean, you can qualify probably over half this list as action adventure games. But then so, again, yeah, there, there's a sense. fucking the blurry line there of what the fuck do you consider these categories? Right. Yeah, this one's weird. And I'm not fully sure what I think will win this one. I want to say Devil May Cry 5. Because when you you look at these other games and think action, I feel like that that game is really good for that. But I mean, I feel like an argument could be made for literally every one of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's why we won't be doing bullshit uh, genre awards on our show because genres are bullshit. Yeah, because <laughs> everything is melded together so much. Yeah. Shit, you could make you could make the argument that Sekiro is just as much an RPG as Final Fantasy fourteen. I mean, not Final, uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. 
Yeah. Because the way you slot in abilities and stuff like that. That's RPG-like. Whatever. Uh, We've got best VR slash AR game. Uh, Was this a part of last year's show? I think it was. Okay. We've got Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and Trover Saves the Universe. Unfortunately, I think Trover Saves the Universe is going to win because Rick and Morty fans are unbearable. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that one. I feel like there's enough love for Beat Saber where that will win. But I, I will say, I feel like No Man's Sky winning this could be really great as well. Who knows? It's an... It's nominated for... No, it isn't, actually. That's bullshit. It's not nominated for Best Ongoing (laughs) Game, even though they just had their biggest update yet. Right. Fuck these awards. Jesus. (laughs) All right, whatever. Uh, Best Community... Why is there a Best Community Support and Best Ongoing Game? Why are those two... And why is there a Best Independent Game separate from... Fred... (laughs) Yeah. Tyler, I'm going to tell you right now, the Game Awards are turning sour on me. Well, just some of these overlap each other so much. Like, I feel like they're they're having they're just trying to have a lot of awards to have a lot of awards. And that need, doesn't make any sense. They need more things to put in between the ads. Yeah, they, they need more moments of Jeff Keighley standing there and rattling off five awards that no one gives a flying fuck about. Hmm. But whatever. All right. So best community support. We've got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. I don't know what this type. I don't I don't know what this category means. Yeah, but I will say I don't think Apex Legends should win this one. If you remember their whole Reddit blow up developer calling their communities yeah. people asshats <laughs> there's something I, I kind of admire about that <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't I, I'm not disagreeing with that but yeah I'm not sure if they should win that one mm. but Bungie's great at community support mm-hmm. I don't know I can see Destiny 2 really taking this one but we'll see uh, mobile games. I mean, we play them, but we don't talk about them here. Uh, best independent game. Uh, I noticed that there are some games this year that released last year, but that's because of the date they released last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about this category specifically, but I just know that some of them are in here. Yeah. Uh, but best independent game. Baba is You. Disco Elysium. Katana Zero. Outer Wilds. Untitled Goose Game. I feel like Outer Wilds will take this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you said for the other category. That's the same as this category. Yeah. Yeah. Except with a couple different nominees, but not... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, best Ongoing Game, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Huh, that list looks the exact same as best community support. Like, why the fuck are do, do we have these two categories? Right. I believe Fortnite won this award last year, and I really hope it doesn't win this year. Um, but they launched Chapter 2, Tyler. I know, but like, come on, man. Final Fantasy fourteen. I feel like deserves this one maybe i just feel like from hearing what you are saying what i've heard other things 
Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like that's that's uh, a good candidate there. Yeah. Now this just might be my bias for for me being in this situation, but I feel like a lot of people jumped on Final Fantasy fourteen this year. Yeah. Partially because they offered that free trial up to level thirty, that probably got a lot of people in the door, and I, I feel like a lot of people got into that game this year. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we've got the Games for Impact Award as well. Uh, Concrete Genie. Gre- I, I don't know how to pronounce that title. Gre- it's not Gris, because that's just yeah, gross. I that, think that's it's, gross. It's Gris. I think it's Gris. I think it's Gris. Uh, kind Words. Do you know what that game is, Tyler? No. Okay. I Life is Strange 2 and Sea of Solitude. Kind Words is a game. It's not really a game. Uh, people write write in with their problems. You either write in with with what's going on in your life and what's got you stressed out, or you respond to people who've written in like that. And you're supposed to be nice to people. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. I have no idea what's gonna win this. Uh, no, I don't either. I really don't. If I had to guess, Gree, maybe. Yeah, see it. Uh, all right, we're getting to some of the bigger awards here. Best performance, uh, we've got Ashley Birch as Parvati, Courtney Hope as Jesse, F- Jesse Faden. I guess I should read the whole names. Uh, Parvati Holcomb, Jesse Faden, Courtney uh, Courtney Hope, uh, Laurie ba- Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears Five, Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. Weird to see Mads Mikkelsen on the on a list of video game awards. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get more to that. Uh, Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control, and Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. Uh, TV and movie actors. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, who knows on that one? Because, I mean, I haven't played Death Stranding, so I, I can't speak to how great those performances could be. I liked both of the control ones that are on here. I also think Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears 5 is really good. Very, very good. I've got to say, you're, you, you beat Control Casper's last log. Yeah. Where, where he's like in his boxers. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, hit him in those, like, uh, I mean, I guess it's a spoiler. Shit. Right. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to have to, mm, that's it, like minute 46. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to uh, put that in there. Some. <laughs> I'm going to have to, damn it. I fucked up. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, But yeah, a lot of good performances. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Next up, we have best audio design: Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears Five, Resident Evil Two, and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Ooh. Okay. Mm. So, Call of Duty always has great audio design. Mm-hmm. Um, Those guns sound good. Yeah. So I have They're no always doubt thumping. that that game's great. Yeah. Control's audio design is really fucking great. Mm-hmm. And it's really unnerving. So I don't But know. hearing 
hearing that big man's footsteps in Resident Evil 2? Ah, yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. I how, do, how does Gears 5 is. sound? Gears 5 sounds really good. And, you know, those guns sound fucking fantastic. How does the chainsaw sound? Oh, it sounds so good. I like it. But once again, like, you know, it's Gears. Like, mm-hmm. it's it sounds fucking great. But we kind of know those sounds a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I like Sekiro's sound. I'm not sure if it's the best, but they do have really good audio cues. Uh, yeah. The menu sounds are really cool. I like I like the Sekiro PS4 theme just because of the sounds it has in the menus. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know who takes this. This is. Yeah, it's a pretty stacked category, mm-hmm. I think. And then Final Fantasy getting snubbed here in best score slash music. Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. There are only five nominees here. I feel like there's room for at least one other nominee. (laughs) Being Final Fantasy for you? Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack is really fucking good. This is the one award that I was... Uh, to me, if that game took that, I would be okay with. Um, Devil May Cry 5 also has a lot of very good music that I like a lot. Um, I can't speak too much of the other games, but I've... I mean, I've seen some things from them. They all seem pretty good. The one that I would love to see in this category, but just because of when it came out, when it code got to uh, reviewers to get their nominations in for the Game Awards. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order's music is fucking amazing. Unfortunately, that's not going to be here. Could it be there here next year? Sure. Um, but I would love to see it in this category this year. Tyler, I'm I'm going to just put a link in here in, in the notes if you have uh, the news, if you have it up. This is this is the theme for the last boss fight in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's fucking rad, and I want you to listen to it sometime. It doesn't have to be now. Where? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. Uh, next up, we have Best Art Direction. Uh, Control, Death Stranding. Gree, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Man, I like all these. I, I gotta say, it's Control. Yeah, dude, Control's very good. Although, you know, Sekiro is beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool stuff in that game. And fucking Zelda, the way that they made that look is so fucking cool. I don't know, man. I could go with any of them. Uh, best narrative uh, nominees are A Plague Tale, Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. Right. Um, man. Oh, God. You know, this is another one that I think Final Fantasy got snubbed on. But then again, people would have had to have played through all of Shadowbringers. And to get the most out of Shadowbringers, they would have had had to play the entire damn thing. Yeah. 
So I can see why that's not on here. Um, yeah. Control's the only game that I've finished on this list, and I think that game does have a very good narrative, although I, you know, playing the Outer Worlds, and I'm very much enjoying that one right now, too. I could really see Disco Elysium maybe getting this. I just don't know how many people played it that's going to be voting on this, but... I mean, from what I've seen, Disco Elysium would win a Best Writing Award. I'm not sure how much the, the narrative is mm-hmm. in that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the, the one game that I think should be in here, though, is Kingdom Hearts 3. Really? Huh. No. <laughs> huh. no I'm totally joking, but... Oh, man. What a mess that that, that would be if that was in here. <laughs> and then we've got Best Game Direction. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Outer Wilds. Um... Okay, I, I guess I'll save that for later, but, uh, man, I don't know. I, I like what they did to Resident Evil 2, like, changing yeah. that game from what it was originally to what it is here and now. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like the changes they made, what uh, From Software did with Sekiro to differentiate that game from all their other games. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I could see just about any one of these taking this one as well. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you on, on what you said about those two games. Yeah. And right. then we've got Game of the Year, the Goatee. we got Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. Alright, um, before we get into this, Control is nominated for a lot of these fucking awards, and it didn't chart on NPD or the PSN store. Y'all motherfuckers need to go out and play Control. I agree. Before you go in and do your fan voting bullshit in here, go out and play Control. Yep. I'm not saying it should win all these awards. I'm just saying... It's nominated for all these, and it ain't even on the charts. I know. It's a shame. Death Stranding's nominated for a lot of awards this year. It's nominated for literally every single one it's eligible for. Yeah, pretty much. No, it is. It is. Every single one that it qualifies for, it's nominated. Huh. Reminds me of uh, Red Dead 2 last year. Mm Mm-hmm was nominated for just about everything that it could be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I haven't played Death Stranding, but um, it, it is interesting that this game was so divisive with its reviews, and then it's here. So, I, I don't know. Because I think you and I both agree, where fuck is Apex Legends on this list? Yeah, Sorry. For real. For like, real. that game is so fucking good, and not here. It's a little bit of a shame. I know a lot of other people are going on about Fire Emblem. Yeah, which that's I think it's a valid argument. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made me think. Like, I, I thought about the Academy Awards and how they do things for movies. Uh, the Best Picture Awards, the biggest award, kind of like Game of the Year, and that award is expanded greatly. Um, there's so much more movies nominated for just that award than any other and maybe maybe for the game awards that's something 
a consideration maybe they should make of expand. I'm not saying obviously there needs to be a cutoff. You can't throw every game that's good in there, but maybe expand it to eight or something like that. I don't think would be a bad, bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, also it's gonna be fucking. Devil May Cry 5 is really fucking good, and I feel like that game got snubbed for this list as well. But, yeah. And then also, Jedi Fallen Order, just because of... Well, it'll be, off, it'll be on, on next year's list, because that's how they're doing it now. If it, if it was released after the cutoff for the year, it qualifies next year. Yeah, yes. But will it be? Because I think about next year, and if those games all hit like they're they're supposed to like we all think they're going to it's not even going to get nominated for hardly anything hmm. i feel maybe we'll see it's next year's stacked so whatever i mean yeah i don't really want to pick of what could win it wouldn't sh- but i will say it won't shock me at all if that's training wins this that would bum me out a little bit honestly yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting is that, you know, this year was a decent year for video games, but compared to the last few, uh, there's been nothing just fucking huge that a lot of people can get behind. And, you know, I feel like previous years had a couple of those games where you kind of knew it was between these two, two or three games. This year, I, dude, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. So go out and vote. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Game Awards, that's happening December... What day is that, actually? December 14th, I want to say? No, I... Hmm. December what? 12th. 12th, okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. That's that's only a couple weeks away, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hmm. Noticeably absent from any of these lists of nominees is Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you remember that game releasing this year? <laughs> I, I Unfortunately, I do. Well, I unfortunately bought that game. <laughs> and, well, it looks like they're going to try to do something with it. Uh, Kotaku has a report... Uh, and their article is titled Sources, Bioware Plans a Complete Overwall, Overhaul for Anthem in which there are some things I see I see the words Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next All they're, right. they're gonna they're gonna overhaul this game they're gonna try to make this game good I mean good for them We've seen it a couple times with, you know, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's Sky, great turnaround stories in video games. I think Anthem could do that, but uh, I, will they? I, I don't know. The biggest thing to me is EA. Like, How much what, patience do they have? <laughs> right. And I'm like, I have no doubt that Bioware could turn around something that's much better than what they put out, but they need the time. They need the money. And will EA shut that shit down? Say, no, this isn't worth our investment. Go make another video game. Let's move on. I, I don't know. But I, I think it's good that they're tr- they're going to try to turn around because Anthem's such an embarrassment for 
Bioware especially that and there's some cool ideas there to where it could be a very good game but they just need a lot more time I mean I feel like they basically need to overhaul like literally everything yeah there's there's just too much wrong with Anthem (laughs) to uh yeah, it, this game is not going to look remotely the same once when they're done with it if they do this right. Yeah, and and is this for you know Anthem players that bought this game? Is it a free update? Do you have to pay for it? Is this another game? How much does that cost? They can't charge Anthem people who bought Anthem more money. Yeah, they can't. I agree. Like, there's no fucking way after what you put out there. You can't do that. Yeah. That would kill Anthem completely. (laughs) To attempt to relaunch this game and then charge people money to, like, that have already bought it. Yeah. Those are the people who will try it first. People who are like, well, shit, I guess I own this already. Right. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know. We'll, We'll see. Uh, I'm just curious on the timing of this too, because there's new consoles coming out. Does this come out next year? Um, just something they really take their time with. It's two years away. There's a lot, just a lot of work to be done. Also, at the bottom of this article from Kotaku, um, Bioware, meanwhile, is still invested in role-playing games. In addition to the much-anticipated Dragon Age 4, which Bioware teased last year, a new Mass Effect game is in very early development at the Edmonton office under director Mike Gamble, a longtime Bioware producer. Oh, God. (laughs) So 10 years from now, maybe, Mass Effect? Yeah. I don't know. 2025, 26, probably. Dude, I think you're optimistic there. I don't think it's coming then. Really? Yeah. I mean, they so, said they said it's uh fucking Dragon Age ain't coming until after 2021, right? Yes. So, yeah. Man, I'd be surprised if we get a Mass Effect like before 2025. I think it's going to be more like 2028. It's gonna be it's gonna be close to ten years before we get another Mass Effect. That's yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, because especially depends. if they make Dragon Age Four like a live service game, like they plan on doing. Yeah, that we've heard them that they're planning on doing. Then yeah, I I think we're gonna wait a while. Yeah. Also depends on how successful Dragon Age Four is. I mean, if it's anything like Anthem, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. But Look, I, I'm trying to be optimistic here. I'm trying to envision a world where Dragon Age Fire 4 is, next a, game is a success. After Dragon Age. What's that? Sorry, broke up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mm. I I think, yeah, damn it. Uh, shit. Yeah, we kind of talked over each other there accidentally <laughs> because I think you weren't hearing me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I th- I'm trying to envision a world where Dragon Age 4 is good. With the Bioware we have now, yes, I agree with you. Uh, All right. So, Activision Blizzard. 
They've had so much going on this year, but Bobby Kotick, bless his heart, CEO of Activision Blizzard, doesn't he? He doesn't think his game should be political. All right, let me go. Hmm. I'm going to go down to this quote. My responsibility is to make sure that our communities feel safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied, and entertained. And so I don't. Uh, uh, I don't think that. Hmm. That doesn't convey to me the right to have a platform for a lot of political views. I don't think uh, uh, my responsibility is to satisfy our, our audiences. Hmm. Okay. I, this is written in a font yeah. that hides punctuation weirdly. <laughs> I think my responsibility is to satisfy our audience, our stakeholders, our employees, and shareholders. <laughs> yeah, huh. Yeah, it's weird, Except man. in every, hmm, every Call of Duty game... Don't get me wrong, I like Call of Duty, but every Call of Duty game appears to have a political bias to, yo, America and its allies are the good guys and everyone else is a bad guy. (laughs) That's not a political statement. Right. It's hard to say that you don't make political games or you think games shouldn't be political when you publish Call of Duty. When you make games that have stories that take place in a fictionalized version of our real world where stuff is still recognizable. Yes. Doesn't make sense to me. Nope, makes absolutely no sense. And I feel also him saying his responsibilities is to make sure our communities feel safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied and entertained. I don't really, I feel like that's not really his responsibility because he doesn't come off that way. I feel like that last sentence, satisfy our audience, stakeholders, employees, and shareholders. Um, you can take out employees and audiences and that. I feel like that's his responsibility, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe he does more than that. I'm sure he does, but at least from the outside, that's that's how it seems. But I just think this is a dumb statement, and you know, I feel like it's not a bad thing when games get political in a way. It 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 it's, it, it has to just be done right, in my opinion, um, and because it's something that could change someone's mind or just do something new for the medium like yeah i think games should be be fun be an escapism sort of thing but also i feel like there's there is room for something like that in video games and if you don't want your game to be political don't set it on fucking planet earth (laughs) (laughs) yeah with real still have a political game with stuff that like reflects real stuff like real things that happened like it's yeah yeah Hmm. that's the thing it just makes no fucking sense when you publish call of duty to say that i mean the only real way to have an apolitical game is to have a game that doesn't have characters (laughs) or any like any like any semblance of power dynamics or anything there that's the that's the only way you can have a really a truly apolitical game because there's going to be some small amount of politics in there yeah yeah when you get like two groups of people interacting or whatever it's just 
It's a boneheaded thing to say. Greed. But something that isn't boneheaded is saving some money. And Tyler, there is a Black Friday sale that is going to start, oh gosh, the day this podcast releases, November 22nd, on the PlayStation Network, we've got sales. Uh, This first group of games goes on sale, of course, on the Friday. They have these separated out on the day that the sales start. So, if you want to get us started from the Friday sales... Sure. Oh boy, how about a Plague Tale Innocence is $25 nominated for uh, Best Narrative. There you go. I only read this to tell you don't buy it. WWE 2K20 for $30. They should be paying you $30. Agreed. Uh, Anthem, how about that? $12. Huh, I'm not sure. Uh, You know... That that's a decision for you to make. Yeah, definitely. At least here, this says that Anthem is still sixty dollars, and it's going to be on sale for twelve. Wow! You get Watch Dogs two for twelve fifty. All right, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is eighteen dollars. A lot of game there. Oh With god! That. So I'm reading down this this list of Tom Clancy stuff here. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is $30. Rainbow Six Siege. I'm trying to read through all these editions. I guess the cheapest version is $12. And the Division 2 uh, standard edition is $15. Wow. Holy shit. That's a great price for that. Um, Borderlands 3 is on sale for $40. You Not can bad. just get hundreds of hours of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition for $15. Yep. About a month away from The Witcher show on Netflix. Looking forward to that. Uh, The Outer Worlds is on sale for $45. Alright. Code Vein, $36. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, $20. There's a Crash Team Racing Crash Trilogy bundle for $42. That's not a bad deal. If you somehow don't own Skyrim, you can get Skyrim Special Edition for sixteen bucks. Mm. Not bad. Destiny Two Shadow Keep's going to be twenty one dollars. Mm. Not bad. A Spyro and Crash Remastered Game Bundle for thirty eight dollars. Ooh, that's pretty good. Ooh, here you go. Fallout seventy six. Game of no Fallout seventy six. $20. Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition, $20. If you were going to say Fallout 76 Game of the Year Edition, I would have fucking dropped this microphone and walked out of this room. Yeah, I almost said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Game of the Year nominee Sekiro is $39. Ooh. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, $24. Alright. Um let's see here. Just cause four. Fourteen dollars. Remember that game? Nope. <laughs> Madden NFL twenty, thirty-six dollars. Red Dead Redemption two, thirty dollars. Alright. Uh Life is Strange Two Complete Season's gonna be on sale for twenty dollars. Uh that game's gonna be wrapping up soon, so might be a good time to jump in. 
Persona 5 is $10. Wow. Talk about a lot of game for that price. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom is $20. Tyler, I think you'd like the way this game plays, or you like to play Kingdom Hearts. Maybe I would. I don't know. Oh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is on sale for 30 and the base game is on sale for 15 A lot of good value there. Hey, you remember that Need for Speed Heat game that released last week? Oh my goodness, yeah. You can already get it for 40 bucks. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> uh, what does that say about that? Uh, Jesus. I'm going to go scrolling down here for these la- this last group. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. $30. Not too bad there. And then you got that NBA 2K up there. What's that, 30 bucks? Yep. Yeah, man, there's a lot of pretty good prices for some really good games here. All right. And then starting, yeah. what is this? What's the 24th? The 24th is Sunday. Yeah. Starting on Sunday, we've got... Some games here. I'm gonna start here with Until Dawn for fourteen dollars, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy for ten, Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection for ten, and Uncharted Four for ten. The Last of Us Remastered for ten. Ten dollar oh Naughty Dog games. Dude, God of War, ten dollars. My goodness, Days Gone twenty dollars. Detroit Become Human ten dollars. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, $10. Marvel's Spider-Man Game of the Year Edition with all the DLC is $20. Holy fuck. Wow, these are some damn deals, boy. And Medieval, just released, is going to be $20. Not too bad. Holy crap. Sony. And next, next Friday, you'll be able to get Call of Duty Modern Warfare for $50. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's that's that's a yeah, it's that time of year where you can get some good games for good prices. Mm, games for cheap bastards. Actually, that's a thing that someone else does. <laughs> I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, games for cheap bastards. I'm I'm searching this. Do it. Oh, yeah, search this. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah, that is a that is actually you know what a lot of people have been doing this thing. There are multiple sources that call themselves games for cheap bastards. That's hmm. yeah. <laughs> Was that a thing on X Play? You know, it's see. I feel that like sounds that like a thing was. that I'd hear Adam Sessler say. Yeah, dude, I miss X Play. I love that show. Ah. Uh. I remember one of the first times I watched X play, uh, I was watching it and my mom was also in the room and Adam Sessler said something about putting your balls on a cheese grater. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you watching? (laughs) Video game. I was like, mom, I swear it's fine. (laughs) All right. We've got new video games this week, believe it or not. Uh, oh, I'm gonna goodness. scroll down and see how many there. These fuckers are. They're. It's not awful. Okay. Okay, and some of these. Um, okay. All right, Tyler. Get us. Fuck. Yeah. 
The Curious Tale of Stolen Pets on PlayStation VR. Experience an interactive tale of childlike wonder. Help your grandfather solve the mystery of stolen pets by exploring wonderful miniature worlds crafted from the ground up for VR. Use a hairdryer to melt snow in a wintry landscape. Search the wreck of a pirate ship partially hidden under the surface. Every world is unique, full of interactions and colorful life. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, Debris is the next game on the list here. An atmospheric first-person narrative adventure set in a surreal seascape locked between ice and rock. Following an incident, you and a friend must find power, defeat strange and deadly creatures, and decipher what mysterious forces are attempting to prevent your, prevent your escape. Escape together or die alone. All right. Uh, Demo Reborn on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. Rayarch's classic game Demo is reborn on the PS4 console with a brand new look, having both TV slash VR mode. This title allows you to immerse immerse in fantastical music experience. Yeah. Let me back up. Uh, immerse in fantastical music performances in adventure. Adventurous World Explorations. Boy. Hitting all those words. Yeah. Uh, We've got more VR games. Uh, This one's called Aspire 1 VR Operative. The definitive VR stealth experience, Aspire 1 VR Operative, drafts players as drone operators of the future. Players become Aspire agents and use cutting-edge virtual reality hardware to remote operate the Aspire Model 1 from the safety of their control theater. Alright, uh, Farmer's Dynasty on PS4. Oh my Fuck god, yeah. is this is this Crusader Kings plus Farm Simulator? <laughs> Maybe it is. More than just an agricultural simulation, in Farmer's Dynasty you have to rebuild your farm and develop your heritage, start a family, handle your relationships, and of course, manage your crops to prosper. Develop your farm, your life, your family. Experience the life of a real farmer. Cultivate your fields. Holy shit, it is. Wow. That is just like Farmer's Crusader Kings. <laughs> that sounds fucking crazy. Uh, okay. We've got Lost Ember here on PlayStation 4. A breathtakingly beautiful world holds the secrets of its past for you and your companion to uncover. Play any animal you meet to see the world from the, from new perspectives and chase your destiny in exploration adventure in Lost Ember. Oh. God, stop with this fucking shit. Dude, people eat this shit up. Go on, Tyler. I know. Mountain Rescue Simulator on PlayStation 4. When danger calls, it's down to you to become a lifesaver in Mountain Rescue Simulator. Now you and your team are in command. Use your special vehicles such as helicopters, quad bikes, or snowcat to rescue people. Take care of broken bones or rescue lost hikers. Find and rescue mountaineers and skiers. Oh, my God. What did we have last week? Bee Simulator? Yeah. Like, are all these simulators made by the same fucking developer? I don't don't know, know. man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Next up, we have Munchkin. Dive into Munchkin, 
Quacked Quest and rediscover the parody puns and humor from the hit card game Munchkin by Steve Jackson. Gather gold, throw your foes and friends into sacrifice pits, du- collect ducks. I almost said delect <laughs> Eliminate the monsters and reach the highest level to win the game. <laughs> I almost did the Fro- Freudian slip and. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Narcos, Rise of the Cartels, PlayStation 4. Narcos, Rise of the Cartels is a brutal turn-based action strategy game based on the hit Netflix TV series. Explore the f- entire first season from two sides, each with their own unique story. Join the Narcos and expand the drug cartel empire or take up arms with the DEA and bring it crumbling down. Interesting Netflix getting into making games out of their shows. Yeah. Seen this with a few games now, so. Tyler, it's real. Shenmue 3. Boy. Journey deep into rural China as you take on the role of Ryo Hazuki, a Japanese teenager hellbent on finding his father's killer, a story of adventure, mystery, friendship, martial arts, and ultimately, revenge. Yeah, Shenmue 3 is a thing. I will not comment on what that game looks like, because y'all can see for yourself. Greed. Uh, Sin Meier Civilization 6. So on PlayStation 4, digital and retail. Explore a new land. Research technology. Conquer your enemies and go head to head with history's most renowned leaders as you attempt to build the greatest civilization the world has ever known. Civilization 6 for PS4 includes the latest game updates and improvements, including four new civilizations, leaders, and scenarios. Very cool. All righty. I wonder if it perform performs better than it does on Switch. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, we've got Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts out this week. Experience pure sniper gameplay across harsh ter- the harsh terrain of Siberia in brand new contracts-based system that encourages strategic thinking, playing as a silent ex- assassin within engaging redeployable missions. Who the fuck are you killing out in Siberia? Who the fuck is out in Siberia that needs to be dead that isn't dying already? Some some bad motherfuckers, I guess. You know? They're so bad, you send them to Siberia? Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird setting for that. Stretch is the final game this week on PS4. Stretch Arcade is a retro-style reaction time trainer for all skill levels. That's it. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's video games, y'all. Yeah. Let's see, you can watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, which is very good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have Disney Plus, but, you know, you'd know I'd be watching that Star Wars show. (laughs) Yeah, because you love it. Oh yes! Oh boy, I still need dude. to watch all those Star Wars movies. I was there's gonna... a lot of Star Wars on Disney Plus. It's great. All the movies there, obviously. All, 
all of them except for The Last Jedi and Solo, which are on Netflix just because of the deal they had. Um, but they will be coming over in a few months to Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. You can, you can uh, get a free trial and watch all the Star Wars movies in one week. I could do that. <laughs> I might hate myself if I do that. Oh, boy. But that is a thing that is possible. Yeah. Um, you can also watch It Chapter 2, which I like a lot. How many movies are there? For Star Wars? Yeah, on Disney Plus right now. On Disney Plus right now? Well, let's see. There is eight core movies. I'd have to watch more than one movie a day? Yeah, you would. Fuck. So right now there's eight movies on there because there's seven there's seven core movies and then broke one um, but there's 10 movies total okay <laughs> okay I guess you know what I could take a weekend and watch them for the first time as an adult and see Good. what I think about them now but as a child I was like yo I'm not interested in this mm. we'll see <laughs> Um, really quick, I looked up the developer for Mountain Rescue Simulator. Yeah? What else United, did they make? United Independent Entertainment. They've made a bunch of simulators. So they made Agricultural Simulator 2011 and 12. Our Airport Simulator 2014. Okay. Arctic Trucker Simulator. All right. Blaster Simulator. I don't know what uh, the fuck that is. <laughs> no, either car transport simulator. Okay. Okay. Uh, heavyweight transport simulator three. Mmm. There are two other ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, military life tag simulator. All right. Okay. This one's this one's my favorite. Mining and tunneling simulator. Oh yeah. Is that just dig dug? Maybe, maybe. Uh, professional Farmer American Dream. Uh, they, they've made more games. I'm not reading all of them. But Rail Cargo Simulator, Road Work Simulator, Safety Driving Simulator, Car. That's the full name. And then there's Safety Driving Simulator, Motorbike. Motorbike. I wonder if some of those were developed as training tools. Yeah. Maybe. And they aren't necessarily meant to be video games for entertainment. Yeah. Um, skyscraper simulator. Snow what the fuck simulator. are you simulating? I don't know. I really don't know. Tow truck simulator 2015. All right, that I can get behind. <laughs> and then the last two here, woodcutter simulator 2011 and 2013. I guess I stipped, skipped 2012. Hmm. See, there was an accident with the woodcutter. They had to, you know, clean it out a bit. Yeah. After, you know, the hitman threw someone in there. Right. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's that's just fantastic. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. You planning on playing any video games? Um, hopefully just, you know, Star Wars or The Outer Worlds, something like that. Just mm. playing video games. Trying to finish as many things as I can before the end of the year. Yeah. We'll see. All right. 
about you? Uh, I will try to get through those raids in Final Fantasy fourteen. And I don't know what I want to do right now. I'm not sure what I want to play. It's just a lot of Pokemon, man. Yeah. Pokemon's there are a lot good. of Pokemon to catch, man. Yeah. There are shinies to find. I want some <laughs> shiny Pokemon. Woohoo. Mm. But yeah. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Still managed to go like almost an hour and a half. What the fuck? I know. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you all next week. And if you need to get in contact with us between now and then, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can give us a rating, a review, and you could share us with your friends. That helps quite a bit. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. I feel like I did that somewhat out of order there. I don't know what something just felt wrong all about that. <laughs> uh, but until next week, I'm gonna get this shit sorted out, and y'all should be good to each other. Player yeah. video games, and beep bop, bitty boo.